0: Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis Podcast. On today's episode, we have Homer and Jennifer. They belong to the organization, Seattle Children's Hospital. (laughs) They are here to discuss with us today what they do with an app called Surgery Pal. We're here to talk about how Surgery Pal was created, how they got started in it, who it benefits, and what is the purpose. Uh, Jennifer and Homer, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Can you share with us what is Surgery Pal?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Surgery Pal is a um mobile application and a website, um, that researchers at Seattle Children's Hospital, which is where we work, have developed to help uh, teens who are having spine surgery. Okay. Prepare for surgery and recover after surgery. So, Surgery Pal is that is the um, program that we've developed.
0: And 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 how does it? How did it? How did it formulate? Like, what was where did this formulate from? Because in, in the spinal, in the scoliosis community, it's, you know, it, it it's, can be very isolating. So, how did you guys come up with this idea?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a, a pediatric anesthesiologist and pain doctor. And so I take care of teens who are having spine surgery at the hospital. Okay. And exactly what you say, I just heard from teens about how, you know, they may not have heard from heard about or met someone with the same condition or having the surgery. I didn't know if their experience that they were having, you know, experiencing maybe stress with surgery, et cetera, mm-hmm. was just unique to them or mm-hmm. you know, other children struggled like this too. Um, and I really thought that us as healthcare providers could do a better job with um, helping teens prepare for their spine surgery yeah. and providing more support uh, for coping afterwards. And so um, I've kind of been studying this area in my research um, and with the, our research team at Seattle Children's Hospital, of whom Homer is also a part um, over the last several years. And so that kind of led to, um, you know, going down this path of developing this program.
0: It's, it's such a wonderful thing because, you know, coming from the world of scoliosis and, you and you know, and at my time of surgery, there was no support. And even with the opportunities that we have now, this is what you're creating is, is quite unique. And coming from the space of having surgery and having a daughter who has scoliosis, it is really needed and uh, it's exciting. And And I say this in the nicest way possible. It's exciting to hear it from somebody in the medical, on the medical side. Because being a patient, we often feel like we have the surgery, what then? But you guys are on the flip side of the coin and you're providing this to show even more support for an extension of what, you know, of what, of one time in our life. Um, Who does this, you talked about the teens, but does this also does it go beyond the teens? Does it welcome also the families uh, to give them support as well? Because when people have scoliosis,
1: it is a family dynamic. Yes, absolutely. That is so key, what you just said. And you know that from your own experience yeah. and that we've seen in our research as well, is that you know if teens are distressed, if parents are distressed, it can all um, affect that process for them. Um, And so our program, we do have actually two versions of the program. The version is on the mobile application and parent version on the website. Um, So we are also doing exactly the same for parents, helping them um, prepare for their teen surgery, helping, you know, deal with any stress that they may be feeling as that surgery is coming up and then providing support and helping Teach skills to you know uh, support their team's recovery, but also to get through that stressful process process themselves. And part of the um, one of the key pieces in the beginning was that we um, spoke with families. I think a lot like like you, so to <laughs> teams who had spine fusion and their parents, uh, to understand you know what the struggles were and what they thought would be helpful. Um, and really got that strong message that support for preparing for surgery and for recovering from surgery was really something they felt was was lacking and would be extremely helpful. And so um, they also had thought that in the time before and after surgery, there's so much that you're dealing with and there's already so many appointments that you have to go to, etc. And so it was from teams and parents that we heard that having something that, you know, you don't need to come into the more appointments to come to the hospital to help Mm -hmm. prepare, but rather something that you can work on, on your own speed and in your own home environment, on your own timeline was really what teams and parents had recommended. So, so, so
0: you talk about the support. So how is a way that you support the kids versus, and how is a way that you support the parents? Because it's so different from both sides a parent can feel like oh my god i have so much what i have so much guilt what did i do wrong you know and it's very different in those two relationships so how do you support each group
1: yeah so for um so for teens we're really focusing on teaching them um strategies that we know from psychology research are effective in helping reduce stress mm-hmm. But, um, skills that are more behavioral skills, so we're teaching um, things like deep breathing, um imagery skills that we know can really help teens um, lower their stress, okay, and so, and we're also focusing because many teens told us that what they're really worried about is sometimes about you know pain that they might experience in the hospital and afterwards, and mm-hmm. feeling that they don't have. Um, strategies to be able to cope with that yeah and we're also teaching skills that can be used uh, to for teens to lower their pain um, in addition you know to what's being prescribed in the hospital okay Okay.
0: and then they can use those school those skills uh, for for life right not just for the time it's a lifelong process
1: Yes. And that's, that's also what we heard when we uh, piloted the program initially with families. Mm -hmm. We couldn't believe it when we heard that, but teams told us that, you know, when we interviewed them later on, that they were still using these skills in their everyday life to deal with other stressors too. So it's really a fantastic opportunity when, you know, I think that people are often really motivated to learn new things around surgery. There's a, you know, concrete like timeline and reason to do it. And then you can benefit from that later on in so many yeah. ways.
0: And there's, there's a sense of, you know, there's empowerment and there's taking back control because we go from, you know, being able to bend and being like rubber bands to then moving like a, a paper clip, you know, very straight. And that takes away a lot. It can take away a lot. So being able to have those tools to move on past surgery is is a gift, you know, it's a gift, it's a gift. But what? so, so those are the, so those are some of the tools for the kids. And then what are some of the tools for the adults?
1: For the adults, you know, we have some um, practical things that can help parents with preparing. So for example, you know, how to be prepared to ask questions at the medical visits, what to take to the hospital, Uh, what things are helpful for teens to have in the hospital during those first few days, how to prepare for coming home from the hospital, what things might be helpful around the house, how to reach out to your social network to seek support. Um, But parents are also really stressed about a number of things. And so we're also teaching them some other strategies for how they can um, cope with the stress that they're experiencing. So also teaching some of those skills that I mentioned. Okay. And then both the teens and parents that we spoke with, I think I'd mentioned before how we heard that, you know, they hadn't really had the chance to speak to anybody who'd had uh, this experience before for many mm-hmm. teens and parents. And so um, we were able to find some families who were willing to talk about their experience and included some of those stories um, in the app. So teens can hear from other teens about, you know, their experience and parents from other parents. Okay. Um, just little those, video clips that, yeah. were, that other families were able to share. And so, you know, even just that, the validation of knowing that, you know, others goes have gone through this and, yeah. you know, how they've thrived um, afterwards yeah Uh, and learning little tips from from other families has also been super something that we've had really super feedback about from from families as well
0: yeah because it's it's um it's hard i think to find adults who are going through the same thing you know for there's uh there's curvy spine which curvy girl spine which is just for the teenagers but for the families who you know who deal with this and maybe don't know anything about it. It's a whole different level of stress because the emotional space, as I said, that we have as parents, you know, what did I do wrong? Is it something I did? The shame, the guilt, all of it that comes along with this. And then it's a lot. So to have the validation of other parents who are like, hey, we get you goes a really, really long way. Tell me, when did, when did this, how long has this app been around for?
1: So right now it's, you know, available just for the research. Okay. As we're testing to make sure that, you know, this is helpful and that, you know, we're not having any unintended, um, ex, you know, consequences with families. Mm-hmm. And so when that's over, we hope to, you know, if we can show that this is successful, we'll be able to make it available broadly to teens okay. having surgery okay um, so our study we started recruiting um in the december of 2020 2020 is that right homer
2: yeah i think our first <laughs> participant in, in the whole study was like at the end of december 2020 so that was when we yeah. okay. we launched okay
1: but yeah. so that, that we you know it had been a process where we had piloted with some families that I'm as I've mentioned, um, but our final version was ready in December 2020. And so in in a research world, it takes a few years, you know, to test these things um, right. and to really make sure that we're having the benefit that we hope to before we can share it more broadly. But we're really excited, you know, in the future to be able to make it widely available.
0: And I was just gonna say, so where do you where is the goal to have it be in what year are we in now? 2022. It's like the tail end of it. But where is the goal for Surgery PAL to be long term?
1: So, you know, we have, I think it's 32 different centers who are doing these surgeries for teens right now who are referring okay. patients. So, okay. although I said it's only available in the research context, it's actually available to anyone, any teen who's having a spine fusion who meets the eligibility criteria. Okay. Uh, in the us and so if anybody's listening to this and they happen to be having surgery in the coming weeks or months uh they can go onto the website and send their information to us and can potentially be enrolled um that's, in the study that's but great. in addition to that we have these 32 centers that are referring their patients um, who are interested to okay. us and set them up okay um, and so the hope would be, you know, that we would continue with all the centers that are in the study and that they would continue to offer this to their patients after the study finishes and then even, you know, to disseminate it more widely to other centers who we haven't been able to reach to participate in the study. But it actually is open to anybody. You don't have to be going to one of those um, surgery centers. Okay. And farmers work really closely with the families who are enrolled in the study and so okay. um yeah you asked a little bit about the experience and so i don't know how you went to also um sure. share a bit about that
0: yeah if you go ahead
2: yeah absolutely i'd love to um so one of the great things about surgery pal we've been recruiting patients and families for a couple of years now just coming up on our two-year anniversary which is exciting and we have almost 200 patients and families enrolled in the study Um, which is really great just to be able to connect with all these teens and parents across the US who are going through this experience of having surgery. And one of the things that we've been doing throughout the study, we felt was really important, is after families complete the study, getting feedback from them about their whole experience. Like how was being a part of the study while you're also going through this surgery experience? How was hearing about the study from your surgeon or from your nurse? Um, How was doing the surveys and so on and so forth? And overwhelmingly families have shared with us that um, it was a really easy study to be a part of. It wasn't burdensome at all. A lot of families have shared specific comments about certain things that were helpful for them. So some of the things we were talking about before, like hearing those stories from other parents and other teens who had gone through the experience and getting that validation. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of teens and families have called out specific skills or parts of the app that they thought were helpful like for instance, like progressive muscle relaxation or deep breathing, some of these skills they can use on their own to yeah. feel more empowered to manage their pain or manage, manage stress. Um, so overall, it's been great to hear that feedback and we're looking forward to continuing our research and looking at the effectiveness overall at the end, just to see if we can share it more broadly.
0: It's, it's very exciting because you know I, I just come back to scoliosis can be so isolating. You know, and uh, like I said, Kirby Girls has a very strong uh, foundation of teens and following and inspiration, but there's, it's so much bigger than that, you know, and uh, it takes a village and, and it takes a village to support not just the kids, but the families, because post-surgery, then life goes on, then what? You know, but this, this uh, with Surgery Pal, what you're creating, this it's everything combined into one, and it's um it's a it's a gift and it's in, it's empowerment from every aspect. and that's really exciting because again, as I said before, like the medical side is very different than the patient's side. you know, but joining the forces together is something I know that I have said, and that many other people on my side have said. And it's not always easy, but you guys are making it easy. Is there anything else that you would like to share that we haven't touched on
1: about? I this? just want to add to your thank you. I you know credit also and thanks to the families that that you know helped and contributed to the program yeah. as well because it was the, was a team effort. and of course, to all the um, teams that we've worked with in the in the program.
0: yeah, and it's um. Well, it's, it's, you're giving the trust, you know, you're getting the trust from these families. But as you guys said before, if anybody wants to be a candidate for this, uh, you're going to tell them the best place for them to reach out and find you and to fill out the online paperwork as necessary.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Families can go to www.surgerypal.org. That's S-U-R-G-E-R-Y-P-A-L.org. Um And you can, if you are having spinal fusion surgery or your your teen's having spinal fusion surgery, there's a, a link you can click to say you're interested in joining. Um, you can also use the contact form at the bottom of the page to reach out. Um, and I also just wanted to give a thank you to all the healthcare providers, all the nurses and doctors and research coordinators who have been so key to our research in terms of taking the time out of their very busy days and very busy schedules, especially with um, all the challenges we face faced over the past couple of years to share this information with their patients um, and to take the time to you know give them these additional resources. So a big shout out to them as well.
0: So if anybody would like to reach out to Jennifer or Homer, you're gonna go to surgerypal.org. Uh, the website will be listed in the show notes. Jennifer and Homer, I would like to thank you again for being a guest on the show. It has been very informative and educational and I am, it warms my heart to hear that you guys are joining forces with patience. It's nice and it's like, like I said, it's long overdue. So again, thank
1: you for being a guest on the show. Thank you, Teresa.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us,
0: Teresa. Thanks for all that you do. If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.